This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A very eventful NFL draft for your Eagles over the weekend. It's a pleasure of mine to welcome in Ray Didinger to break it all down. There's lots to talk about. Ray, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Let's not bury the lead. What were your thoughts on the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts in the second round? Well, um, I'm still scratching my head over that one. <laughs> you know, I've been covering this team a lot of years and a lot of drafts, but uh, they've never made a pick that surprised me more than that one. I Certainly didn't see that one coming. Um, you know, everybody knows Jalen Hurts. Everybody knows has seen him play at two schools, been played in a lot of big games, both at Alabama and Oklahoma. Um, but I didn't think the Eagles were going to be shopping for a quarterback uh, at pick 53. I just uh, didn't see that one coming. And, you know, I've, I've heard Howie Roseman try to explain it. I've heard Doug Peterson talk about it. And I still can't quite get my arms around the decision. I still don't exactly know why they felt like with so many other needs to address they chose to go for a guy at that spot that, in a perfect world, you, you hope never sees the field. You know, your hope Carson Wentz stays on the field. So why you go for his backup there at a, at a time when you could have gone out and gotten some other players in other areas and helped Carson Wentz win right now still is a little bit of a mystery to me. One of the explanations, Ray, I heard Howie give. He did not give it in his press conference, a teleconference uh, Friday night. He gave it to NBC10's John Clark in, in a one-on-one interview, and he referenced the 2012 draft, and I'm paraphrasing here, but the way that he, he described it, without mentioning names so he didn't get in trouble for tampering, he said that in 2012, with Michael Vick under contract, like Carson Wentz's, they wanted to get a quarterback who at this point has been very successful in the NFL in the third round. We know that to be Russell Wilson. And then a quarterback in the fourth round who ended up winning a Super Bowl for them. That's Nick Foles. So in other words, they wanted Russ in the third, Nick in the fourth. But he said they got too cute with that 2012 draft. And obviously we know what happened. The Seahawks got Russell Wilson. So w- when we hear how we say that and use that explanation as maybe a reason why they took Hurts so early, what's your opinion on that? Well, I kind of see uh, what Howie's saying there. I just don't know that the situations are exactly analogous. Um, To me, yeah, yeah, and it would be great if Jalen Hurts becomes Russell Wilson at some point, and he's an eagle when he does. But, you know, you just signed signed Carson Wentz to a $128 million contract to be, and he's only 27 years old, to be your quarterback for the foreseeable future. You know, you're not looking to make that transition at this point. Uh, and um, and the other part of it is I think Russell Wilson was much more ready to play sooner than Jalen Hurts is. To me, I, one of the parts about Jalen Hurts is I think he's a kid with a lot of talent. He certainly won a lot of games. Uh, but right now I don't think his game translates to the NFL. I mean, he I think he needs a lot of work. I think he really needs to improve his passing. Uh, I think he needs to improve his pocket awareness. 
to me, he's he's a little bit almost of a developmental player. For as good as he was in college to make the transition to the NFL, you know, I think he's got a lot of work to do. And clearly, at least for now, the Eagles are looking at him as the guy who's going to be the number two and the guy who's going to be one snap away from taking over if Carson Wentz gets hurt. And he needs a lot of work to be in a position to be able to do that. And in a year like this where you're not going to have any spring camps and who knows if you're even going to have a training camp, they're not going to have enough time to work with him to get him that ready to this point. So, you know, it's a very muddled picture. Uh, I recognize the potential in Hurts, uh, and I kind of see what the Eagles were thinking. But to me, it all doesn't still add up at this point. Carson Wentz right now is in his prime. Uh, you're a playoff team already. Uh, I would rather use all my high picks to get guys that help Carson Wentz win right now than worry about the guy that's going to take his place. And not to mention, Ray, whether whether Hurts is is ready or not, and you know whether he he develops or not. Um, Hertz was still really successful in college, and and this is Philadelphia, and you know how things can get in, in this town. Um, if Carson struggles, or if he gets hurt, and then Hertz comes in and performs well, isn't there a unnecessary controversy created by Carson maybe having to look over his shoulder all the time, similar to what it was when Nick Foles was here? Yeah, I think you've. Uh, I do think you have created the potent, at least the potential, at the very least the potential for that developing. I mean, if if you if you look at this in its simplest terms, you know, Jalen Hurts comes in and proves that he can't play at the NFL level, in which case it's a wasted pick, or he comes in and in his in the preseason or in practices, or let's say Wentz goes out for a game or two and 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 Hurts comes in and plays well. If that happens, now you've got a quarterback controversy. You know, I think it's it's. I don't think either of those is desirable right now. And while I'm sure when we all get an opportunity to talk to Carson Wentz when he comes out and talks to the press, you know, he'll say all the right things about, no, this is fine, and you know, he's a great player, and I'm sure we're going to work well together. And but in his own mind, you have to wonder what he's thinking when the Eagles make this decision. Uh, I mean, it, it's. Even though one of the things, I mean, Howie said many things this weekend, some of which made some sense, some of which did not. The quarterback factory, I don't know what he's talking about there. Uh, but the one he said was, well, we made this decision was, uh, again, I'm paraphrasing, but it was independent of Carson Wentz. This decision it was, well, no, it's not. I mean, the, the, the two are tied. Anytime you make a decision for your second quarterback, you're saying something about the first quarterback. So you, you can't say that this was a decision made in a vacuum. And I think that it's a decision that, uh, listen, if we're all scratching our heads, I guarantee it. Carson Wentz is scratching his head, too. Moving on to the other picks, Ray, what did you think of what the Eagles did in the rest of the draft, from taking Davion Taylor in the third to all the day three selections? Uh, I really thought that uh, day three they did extremely well. Uh, Davion Taylor, who they got in the third round, is a, is a, a young player who's uh, raw, hasn't played a whole lot of football, but has an awful lot of skills. I mean, he's a linebacker that can really run. Uh, and that's one of the things that, that goes through this whole draft. Boy, they got a lot of speed here. Um, I think two of the things they wanted to address, and how we talked about this afterwards, was they wanted to add speed to the team, which they have done. Uh, and, they, and they wanted to get guys that were healthy. They wanted to get guys that weren't injury risks. And that's every single guy in this draft, you can say that about them. Uh, they were all healthy. Um, and so I understand, I understand all of that. And I think if those are the things they wanted to address, they certainly did that. Uh, but I thought on day three, you know, with with the wheeling and dealing they did and adding some additional picks and picking some players, especially some guys late in the draft that I was surprised uh, that fell as far as they did, 
to get, for example, just a kid like Casey Tuhill in the seventh round, who I had a third round grade on, wow. uh, I thought they did. I thought that they did very, very well on the third day. But you know, the problem that I have is, does a good third day make up for questionable picks on days one and two? I don't know. You usually win Super Bowls on days one and two. You don't usually win them on day three. Every so often, you know, day three, you'll come up with a Jason Kelsey or you'll come up with a Seth Joyner. You know, you'll you'll find some of these gems late in the draft, and they help. But the teams that build winning teams usually build them on days one and two. And days one and two were the days that the Eagles had me uh, wondering what was going on. So when you when you put that all together, Ray, what what grade would you give the Eagles on their draft overall? Uh, I gave them a C plus. I gave them a C plus because I, I and it's and it really is all about it really is all about the first two picks. I mean, I uh, I'm still not sold on Rager over Jefferson. Uh, I, I know that they've they've, they've hard sold Rager, and there's some people that really like Rager. I. I uh, I would rather have Jefferson in that spot. Um, uh, I, I just think he's a better receiver right now. Rager is a is a very versatile player, and he's a playmaker. When he gets the ball in his hands, he's explosive, and he can make things happen. Uh, and in a foot race, yeah, he could probably beat Jefferson. But as far as being just a pure receiver at this point, I think Jefferson's the better player and would have been my pick there. Uh, and then, then the Hurts one is, is the one that, the, to me, is the most baffling. And... Uh, you know, I don't even know. And the one thing I would just almost reject out of hand is this notion that they brought him in to be Taysom Hill, that they brought him in to be uh, sort of this gadget player who's going to play in certain packages and you know play in the red zone, play on third down, be a change-up kind of guy. I don't. First of all, you, you don't use your second-round pick for a gadget player. You just don't do that. Uh, and the other thing is you've made this commitment to Carson Wentz and said everything about how he's the quarterback that's going to win a Super Bowl for you. Why are you take, Why would you want to take him off the field to bring Mr. Gadget on if that's really what you're looking at? So, I mean, will they try to find that kind of a role for, for Hurts early? Yeah, maybe. But uh, I still think they're looking at him as a guy that, and that, even though they don't want to admit it, I think it is a hedge against Wentz getting injured again. You know, I think they're sort of acknowledging that they have a real concern about Carson Wentz being able to play a full season and postseason, and they felt like they needed to develop a young quarterback who can come in and, if that happens, step in and give them the capability of winning a game. I, under, I kind of understand that part of the logic. I just don't think I would have used the 53rd pick in the draft to address it. And, and if they are using that logic, whether they want to admit it or not, they're using it after a season in which he played 16 games. He got knocked out of a playoff game because of a cheap shot, too. So he is coming off of a fairly healthy season. I got one more for you, Ray. Um, obviously, the draft, from a virtual standpoint, was a big success. Lots of viewers, $55 million plus, uh, lots of money raised for COVID-19 relief. But going forward, there is still a lot of uncertainty, and it's impossible to predict or speculate, but... What are you anticipating for the rest of the off season in terms of like we know that the that the off season program right now is virtual, but moving forward, training camp, preseason, regular season, they hope to have everything on schedule and on time. But what do you think might happen? Well, I think the one thing that we know with I mean, no one's come out and said it other than the New Orleans Saints. They've kind of out and said it. But I think everybody recognizes the fact that you're not going to have your typical spring. You're not going to have your OTAs. You're not going to have your mini camps. Uh, so you're not going to have that part of the preparation. Um, and I think best case scenario is you're hoping that you get to a training camp. Training camps can open in the summer and you can open the season on time in September. 
I just think that's awfully optimistic. Uh, I just I don't see how we're going to get there. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have football this year, um, and it may very well be in some in, in some kind of empty stadiums or reduced attendance stadiums, because uh, we're still going to have to be honoring the idea of social distancing for a while yet. Uh, I think the days of you know putting 68,000 people elbow to elbow in Lincoln Financial Field, I think we're ways away from that. So it's going to be a different world. We'll have football this year. I just don't think it's going to run. I mean, even though they're talking about running on schedule, and they did the draft on schedule, and I think you're right, I think it was a success, uh, given all the problems that they had to do to get this thing on there and do it in a virtual way. I thought they did a remarkable job. But the idea that we're going to kick this thing off one week after Labor Day this year, I just don't see it. Well, it's, it's definitely going to be something to obviously keep an ear and an eye out for. There's, there's still a lot, a lot of things that have to happen, as you said, for, for that to take place. Well, Ray, I, I appreciate once again all the time that you give us in the morning. Thank you. Thank you for all your insight before the draft, all your insight after the draft. Uh, look forward to the next time we get a chance to talk. Hopefully, hopefully things become safer and we're talking about training camp starting up. Lord, let's hope so. I'm certainly hoping for that, and I'm, you know, I'm hoping that they can get this thing underway in September because, I mean, the numbers that and you quoted them, the numbers of people that watch just watch the draft. I mean, people are just so ready for this right now, and they so need this right now that, uh, you know, I hope we can get this all behind us and that we can have football up and running in the summertime. I really, really hoping, praying for that. Me too, me too, Ray. Thank you so much for the time. Hall of Famer Ray Didinger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.